Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's stay standing. Let's just uh, just, just open our hearts this morning because He is good. Amen. Yes. He is good and His mercy endures forever. Yeah. I will say of the Lord, He is my strength. Every time I come here, I feel like crying. I will say of the Lord, He is my portion. He is my strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. He is thou tower, amen. So Father, we lift before you today every care. Lord, we lift before you every concern. Father, we thank you. As Lee said, you're not surprised. But Father, we purpose in our hearts to live by kingdom economy. Father, we purpose in our hearts to live by your word. Lord, if you said it, we'll live it. Father, if you promise it, we receive it today in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, God, today we become an altar. Father, we become an altar for your presence. We become a living stone today. Father, we become fitted together. Lord, as a place of encounter, as we've come today, Father, to be with you as we're with each other. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. 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 Wow, let's take our seats. Guys, it is so good to be with you today and so many familiar faces. And, and as I said, whenever, whenever I come, there's such a well here. And um, everyone's short in this church, amen? You can tell by the pulpits. But, uh, <laughs> oh, H&S. Um, and so, but it is, it's an honor to be here. And um, I just sense, guys, we're, we're in such an incredible season. And I feel like we're in that revelation place that they let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. You see, it's raining, amen? It's raining. And, uh, and some people dance and others just get wet, but it's raining. And we're in a season where God is looking for responders. He's looking for those who, who will respond to His Spirit. And those who, who are not just commentators or we just come into a place of, of knowing what the Lord's doing, but we're actually doing what the Lord's doing. And uh, I want to be a person who is continually aware of not just what He's doing, but continually in that place of partnering with Him in the Spirit, of, of not just being someone who comes to church, but we are the church that we see every day the Lord doing incredible things. And, and I think we're in a season. And uh, a good friend of mine doesn't believe in seasons, but I do. And so we're in a season, amen? And we've got to dress according to that season. And my question today is, is are we dressed according to a season that is not his season, but is ours, amen? You see, in the, in the season, if it's time for miracles, we've got to put on miracles, if it's time for breakthrough, we've got to put on breakthrough. If it's time for prayer, we've got to put on prayer. We've got to dress according to the season. And, and I really believe we're in a place right now where the Lord is positioning and posturing this house. I love this house. There's something, it's, it's like that place, you know. Why? Why do I, every time I come here, I, I just think about Dingley and what God did in 94, 95. Think about people just willing to give their lives for the kingdom and, and saying, God, if you just not pass us by. And guys, I just want to honor you that, and it's in my message and we'll get there, but I, I want to tell you right now, this isn't a season to compare, it's a season to prepare. It's a season where it's, it's not to look outward, it's to look upward. And it's to realize that heaven is about to reign. And guys, we've got to get ready, amen? And so I really believe the Lord has is, is postured you and positioned you for such a time as this. That, that you're not just in the corner of a vineyard. You're not just, you know, in the southeast suburbs of, of Melbourne. But the Lord's raising up this house to be a landing place, to be a place where, where the Lord shows up and shows off. And uh, I just love what the Lord's bringing here, but I really feel like 2024, before I get in my message, I really believe the Lord is wanting to encourage you. 
I love this. We're at the table and we're going to be at the table, amen, in 2023. But I really believe that 2024 is going to be a Psalm 24 year for you. And it's a year to ascend the hill. And I really believe the year of the Lord upon you for next year is really to go up. But it's not just to go up, it's to go out. And as you go up, you'll go out. And the Lord will give you divine strategies. The Lord will give you divine insight of really what that is. Not just to go up, but to go out. Amen? There's this, this, this thing that the Lord is bringing upon you in this season where God is, is requiring you to come up, but He's requiring you to go out. And there's this ascending place. And I really believe that Psalm 24 is going to be a, an integral part of what the Lord does with you and does with you in 2024. Amen? How many people are ready to go up? And it's going to be an incredible time. So, Father, we lay that before you in Jesus' name. But how many people are ready to get in the Word this morning? How many people brought their Bibles, not their phones, their Bibles? Come on, I love it. This is my Bible, amen? I am what it says I am. This is my Bible. I'm telling you, there's something. Sarah's going to rat me out. It's because I couldn't find my iPad. But it's... <laughs> But I tell you, I really felt this morning, it's, it's like, let's, let's get back. You know, this, this stuff is worth something, amen? You, you can smell it. It's the word of the Lord. And there's something about when you've got the, the sword of the Lord in your hand. But if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Kings 18. And guys, I want to, I'd love, I would love to be in 1 Kings 18, the first part of it. But we're going to be in verse 41. But guys, we're at the table. And it's incredible in the Old Testament, there was altars. In the New Testament, there's tables. What he established in the New Testament, what he established in the New Covenant is a table. That is the altar. Amen? And so we've come to the altar. And I'll tell you something. In, in 1 Kings 18, it was that place. I, wanna, I so want to go there, but there's a whole other message the Lord's given me for you this morning. But this is where Elijah literally turned up and he built an altar. Because there was a problem. There was false prophets. There were those who were wanting to worship other gods. But it took a prophet, it took one to, to come up to a place and to establish something that dealt with the issue of the day. And one of my favorite ministers, I love, she took out of this. How many people know Rory Jensen? I love one of the best messages I ever heard her speak was just one line. And Elijah cut the bull. Let me try this side. And Elijah cut the bull. You see, when it comes to the things of God, we've got to cut the bull. Amen? We've got to get real. We've got to get real. And uh, Elijah cut the bull. And he established something. He established an altar that was going to be a mark against everything that was coming against Israel at the time. But then we come after this showdown. We come after this place where all of a sudden Elijah had his, his greatest showdown with the prophets of Baal. And we'll pick it up in verse 41. Are we ready? Are we ready to read some scripture? Yeah. As I bend over you. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. So Ahab went up, eat and drank. And Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel. There he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as a small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up. And say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind. And there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he girded up his loins and ran out ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. There's a few things I want to bring out this morning that I believe is pertinent us corporately, but us personally as well. The guys, God is bringing us to a place where we might be seeing our enemies eating and feasting and enjoying what they're doing. But I'll tell you, it's showdown time, amen? It's a place, I don't believe, of us to feast 
It's a place for us to fashion ourselves in a place of prayer and seek the face of the Lord. Because you might see your enemy eating and drinking, but I'm telling you, it's not for us to just feast. It's for us to come into a place of coming before the Lord and posturing ourselves in a way of saying, Father, I am willing to pray. Even if it means me giving up food, I'm willing to pray. You see, fasting, friends, I don't believe is about giving up. It's about giving in. When you fast, you don't give up, you give in. And I think there's been this misconception in the body of Christ that fasting is about giving up, but it's not, it's about giving in. It's about giving in to the plans and the purposes of God. That I can bring my body into Sabbath, don't get me started, but I can bring my body into Sabbath. And all of a sudden, it begins to activate things, not just on a spiritual level, but a physical level as well. And all of a sudden, I come into clarity like I've never done. I come into a precision that I've never had in prayer because I'm not giving up, I'm giving in. Am I speaking to somebody? And all of a sudden, we might get distracted. We might be in a place of being concerned about what our enemies do. And I'm telling you right now, guys, it's not a time to compare. It's a time to prepare. And if we can prepare ourselves, if we can not just, you see, the place, and this is what I love. The Bible says that Ahab was eating and drinking, but Elijah went back to Carmel. He went back to that place of Shona. He went back to that place of altar. You see, friends, I want to encourage you. If you've built the altar, keep going back. Just because the Lord has done something doesn't mean it's just done. He keeps doing it. I fear in the body of Christ is that, is that when we've seen one miracle, we think we've seen them all. No, we've got to keep going back. We've got to keep going back to that altar. If you've built it, keep going back because God wants to keep coming. I'm telling you, if you've had one financial breakthrough, then keep believing for more. If you've had a healing, keep believing for more because I'm telling you, the altar is a place where God keeps coming. And I fear that a lot of times we, we see it and we tick the box. Friends, we're, we're, not, collecting, we're not collecting tokens in the kingdom, Amen. I'll tell you, it's not Pokemon. We're not collecting the cards. Well, I've seen that. God did that. No, no, God's doing that. Yeah. I really sense in this, in this season, friends, and, and I want to I prophesy this. Watch ING's shares in the next couple of days. I'm not giving you financial advice. But I want to tell you right now, God is adding ING to everything we're praying for. That God hasn't healed, He's healing. God hasn't saved, He's saving. God isn't, God isn't in a place of, provide, of, of providence. He's in a place of providing. So I want you to take everything you believe in God for and put ING at the end of it. Amen? Put ING at the end of that because it's not something God has done. It's something He is doing. Oh. And I believe it's the same for us. Don't say you prayed. I'm praying. Don't say you gave. No, you're giving. God is active and living in every expression of our life. That is the altar of the Lord. And I love it that while Ahab was eating and drinking, all of a sudden Elijah went back to that place of victory. He went back to that altar. He went back to that place. Because I'm telling you something right now. Your greatest showdown is about to become your greatest show off. And I want to prophesy, if, if you've had a showdown this, this year, this month, whatever it is, Whatever your greatest showdown has been, God is about to cause it as a greater show-off. Because He's not a God that just answers by fire. He's a God that answers by rain. And I love it. You see, this is the other thing. He doesn't just keep it. You see, He doesn't just keep giving in one way. And we could be positioning ourselves for fire, but God's going to answer by rain. Am I speaking to somebody? You see, it's not up to me how he does it. I just want him to do it. Yeah. And I think we get so prescriptive with God. Father, this is how I want revival to look. No, no, we haven't got a clue. I'll tell you, I, I've, I love, and Steve Allison, I love this guy. You know, revival history. You know, you go back and watch all these, which we can. We can go back and watch 94 when, you know, or year about 94 when all of a sudden Toronto broke out. Or we watched the Brownsville Revival. How many people have seen the Father's Day service at Brownsville? I've been in better meetings. I've been, I, I've been in meetings where I, I thought I was going to die. And then you watch that and you're like, 
What? But what was it? They postured them and they positioned themselves. Why? Because they built the altar. If you build the altar, it's up to him if the fire falls. Am I speaking to somebody? And this is the beautiful thing. You see, you do what you can do and he does what he does. I think the issue in the body of Christ is we're trying to do what God, what only God can do. And we're not doing what we can do. I want to declare this today. And so he said to his servant, go up now, look out towards the sea. So he went up and he looked and he said, there is nothing. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's nothing. There's nothing. Was that truth? Absolutely, there was nothing. There was nothing. But this is what I love. This is the, the, guys, if I, could, if I could just anchor right here on this. And seven times he said, go again. Go again. The word of the Lord is go again. There are times when we've got, God, there's nothing. Go again. Do it again. Look again. There's nothing. Go again. Father, I'm not seeing it. Go again. But God, there's nothing. Go again. Seven times he said, go again. When did the walls come down? Seventh time. Go again. Nothing's happening. Go again. And I feel like it's a word for someone here. Go again. Because there's times when all of a sudden the obvious people try to see, but it's actually the opportunity for us to break through. And we can live in that place of, well, God, it's, I can see nothing. But the Lord is saying, go again. The word of the Lord. You see, this is the prophetic. And this is what the prophetic does. The prophetic beckons you to go again. God, you said it. I'm going to go again. And seven times he said, go again. And on the seventh time, he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand. Everyone, just look at your hand. That's how big it was. Coming out of the sea. Now, what significance is that? Because I'll tell you, God begins with man's hand. When God wants to do something, he does it with man's hands. Am I speaking to somebody? He does it with man's hands. That's how he does If God does anything in this earth, he does it with man's hands. That's why he said to Moses, what's in your hand? <laughs> what's in your hand? Oh, it's nice. It's a stick. No, what's in your hand? And you see, there's a lot of time we can think, well, God, what are you doing in my life? What's in your hand? Because what is in your hand? And this is the thing is, is we try and do with our hands what has not first been established in our heart. But if it's in your heart, it'll be in your hands. Because what was in, what was in Moses' heart was to free his people. What was in his hand was the ability to do it. And there's a lot of times we try to do with this what's not first there. Friends, if you're going to release a nation, it's in your heart before it'll ever be in your hands. God was going to bring the rain. It was in Elijah's heart before he ever saw it as a hand. Am I speaking to somebody? And then all of a sudden, this is what he said. Now go up to Ahab. Go up to the enemy. Go up to the enemy. And say, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. I love it, Elijah. Ahab's his number one enemy. You see, the prophetic isn't, isn't distracted by enemies. The prophetic is locked on to the one who overcomes all things. And I love it. Elijah could have easily taken out Ahab, but he didn't. He actually helped him. You see, when the word of the Lord's in your life, you'll even help your enemies help you. Am I speaking to somebody? All of a sudden he says, go get your Ferrari, load it up before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was heavy rain. Was heavy rain an abundance of rain? Friends, when it starts raining, when it starts getting black, realize, hey, it ain't over. God's got more. Am I speaking to somebody? So Ahab rode ahead and went to Jezreel. And this is what I feel like the Lord has, has asked me to bring to you this morning. 
And the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. The hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. And he girded up his loins. And he ran ahead of Ahab. How the heck did he do that? Because the hand of the Lord was on him. But he had a chariot. He left before him. He was already on his way to Jezreel. You can time it. He was already there. 25 miles. He had already left. He was on a chariot. But the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. You see, when you posture yourself in the prophetic, you don't need to compare what your enemies got. When you posture yourself in the prophetic, you don't need to worry about what other people have got. You know the hand of the Lord's about to come upon you. You don't have to worry about what you can see. And this is what I fear in the body of Christ, is, is we're, we're so in this locked in of comparing that we're not preparing. Because I don't care who you are or where you're from, when the hand of the Lord has come upon you, you don't have a strategic advantage, you have a supernatural one. I'm telling you, I sit with business people and they're looking at numbers and I say, guys, don't worry about it. And they're like, you're crazy, you don't even know business. No, but I know the Lord. Because I'm not sat with you today for a strategic advantage, I'm sat with you today for a supernatural one. And when you have the hand of the Lord come upon you, he begins to change numbers. He begins to change circumstances. He begins to change advantages. And I want to say to you, you're sat here right now, friends, and you could be giving me a list of why you're at a disadvantage strategically. I want to tell you right now, don't look at a strategic disadvantage. You've got to look at a supernatural advantage. Because when the hand of the Lord comes upon you, you've got to respond. And how do you respond when the hand of the Lord is upon you? Well, you just don't stay there. You've got to start removing some things. You've got to start girding up your loins. We don't use that anymore. Why? Because men don't wear dresses. But you've got to gird up your loins. What does girding up your loins mean? Well, it's about taking, it's literally giving yourself a nappy. Literally, you're grabbing your tunic and you're lifting it up. And the Bible says, this is what girding the loins is. It's you tuck your skirt of the robe into your belt. What do you do? Them things that are hindering you, you tuck them into truth. Them things that are hindering you, you lift them up and you tuck them into truth. God, I got shame, tuck it into truth. God, I got guilt, tuck it into truth. God, I've got a past, tuck it into truth. God, I've got people's opinions of me. Tuck it into truth. Because when the hand of the Lord comes upon you, you better gird up your loins. You better get rid of them things that are, that are hindering the movement of what the Lord wants to do in your life. You've got to tuck that thing into truth. And I want to challenge you this morning, Echo Church. God is saying, gird up your loins. What is he saying? Start tucking into truth them things that are trying to take out your legs. Tuck into truth them things that are trying to distract you, that are trying to give you a disadvantage. Because when you do, all of a sudden, you're going to start outrunning your enemy. You're going to start running in ways you've never run before. And I feel like you're in a season right now, and I'm, I'm going to prophesy it. As, as September comes spring, so does harvest. And there's something about the 1st of September that God is going to do something significant. And I believe those that have been in perpetual delay is about to have that broken off their lives. Them things that have, that have held back, them things that feel like they're, they're sluggish, them things that feel like they, they're just getting around your feet. The Lord says as, as springtime becomes, so will harvest. Am I speaking to somebody? I'd love the guys to get up on the keys. But I feel like today God wants to do business in this place. Because how many people can say, you've been in a season right now when it feels like everything is delayed. It's like everything goes wrong. It's like, what the heck is that about? I make a plan and something cancels. I make a, a decision and it like gets diverted. I go down a certain road and it says detour. I didn't sign up for that tour. I don't know who's D tour, I don't know who D is, but I didn't sign up for that tour, amen? 
But it seems like we're being detoured. I want to I want to prophetically declare to you right now that it is a difference between delay and waiting. Because if we're going to renew our strength for this season, we need to wait upon the Lord. Because they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And if you felt like you're you're at a strategic disadvantage, today the Lord wants to bring a supernatural advantage to your life. The hand of the Lord is coming upon you. What is this hand of the Lord? We see it in Elijah, but we also see it in Samson. It says the hand of the Lord came upon him. The hand of the Lord upon someone. Can I can I take some poetic license this morning? I wonder the hand that came up out of the sea that the servant saw was the very hand that came upon Elijah. And the things that you see the things that that you have a glimpse of that god is is wanting to do might start insignificantly but it's about to get significant and it comes to a place of you being a person who's postured in girding up your lights it's time to tuck into truth them things that are trying to take you out it's time to tuck into truth them places the hand of the lord came upon Elijah and he girded up his lines and he outran his enemy and arrived at the gate there is a quickening the lord wants to do that go goes beyond the ability of man there is a quickening the lord wants to do that goes beyond us even thinking strategically we've got to start thinking supernaturally and the moment that that thought of of strategic advantage comes in but god he's got a chariot but god he left way before me some may trust in horses some may trust in chariots but we will trust in the name of the lord don't put your trust in what man can do put your trust in what god is doing don't put your trust in what man has said put your trust in what god is saying because when you do you begin to outrun because the hand of the lord is come upon you I wonder today friend What does it look like when the hand of the Lord comes upon your family What does it look like when the hand of the Lord comes upon your marriage What does it look like when the hand of the Lord comes upon your ministry What does it look like when the hand of the Lord comes upon your children I don't know about you But I'm ready for the hand of the Lord. Amen. It was the hand of the Lord that wrote what he wrote on the wall for Daniel. What's God writing for you this morning? And so I want to offer this space right now. I want to offer this space. I believe the Lord wants to do business in this house. We built the altar. We've seen the fire. Now it's time for rain. And I wonder how many in this room today or within the sound of my voice have been living in this delayed place. in this feeling of disadvantage this feeling of being held back held down we need the hand of the lord upon our lives 
and the hand of the Lord came upon Justin Box and he girded up his loins. Hand of the Lord came upon Stephen Allison and he girded up his loins. The hand of the Lord came upon Ashane and he girded up his loins. The hand of the Lord came upon Hannah and she girded up her loins. What does it look like, friends, for the hand of the Lord to come upon our lives? Because when the hand of the Lord comes upon, I tell you, no man can stop the hand of the Lord. Amen? If you're resonating with this word right now, I want you to stand. Because I believe the hand of the Lord is in this place. Father, right now in Jesus' name. Wow. Father, we thank you for the hand of the Lord. Father, we thank you for them areas of our life that we felt delayed. Father, that we felt distracted. Lord, that we felt like our enemy has had the advantage. Father, right here, right now. Lord, we welcome your hand upon our lives. Lord, we posture ourselves. Father, we say that we are not comparing, but we are preparing. That, Lord, we are a people that are postured and fashioned. Because, Lord, you who began a good work is faithful to complete it. The hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord. If you need the hand of the Lord on your marriage right now, just open up your heart. If you need the hand of the Lord on your emotional well-being, if you need the hand of the Lord upon your body, if you need healing right now, just open up. I'm not, I'm not here to do. I'm here to declare. Because the hand of the Lord Father, we gird up our loins. I want us all right now to take them things that are, that are getting in the way, them things that are trying to trip us up. I want you to tuck them things right now into truth. If you've got shame in your life, tuck it into truth because God speaks a better word. If you've got fear in your life right now, tuck it into truth and get His perfect love. If you've got anxiety, just allow the Lord to bring peace that surpasses all understanding to guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Wow. Thank you, Lord. 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 Father, we thank you for this incredible couple. Father, we bless the boxes right now. But Father, I thank you, Lord. You're breaking the boxes. Lord, you're not breaking as damage. Lord, you're not breaking as in as in breaking, you're breaking open. And I just hear the Father say, I'm breaking open. You are alabaster boxes. You are alabaster boxes. And as you've given, just see these last years that you've given the Lord, I just hear the Father saying, your perfume is transformational. Your perfume is invitational. God's going to do in and through you at this time things that you could never imagine because you've been willing to be broken. God's broken the boxes. Not to damage, but to declare. Father, we thank you right now. And Lee, I just see the Lord just giving you this boldness like a lion. And I keep hearing the phrase that the daughter of a lion is still a lion. And God has given you a roar 
And it's that intercessional place that the Lord has given you. And it's, it's, it's a place that the Lord is occupying in your heart. And you said earlier, I feel like I need to scream it. And I feel like the Lord has given you this incredible gift. And so, Father, we release right now. Father, every cage. Father, every feeling. And Lord, we release this lioness in Jesus' name. Father, we release this lioness. Father, we declare and decree over her life that God is calling you onto the savannas of the supernatural. And I know you're done with kids. I don't know, but I'm just making that assumption. But there's a birthing in you, honey. There's a carrying in you. There is a maternal instinct in you that you're still to birth. And it's been like this delay and it's like this, this continued labor, but the Lord is releasing. And I feel like He's breaking the waters. Like that box He's broken, it was oil in Justin, but it's water in you. He's breaking your waters because it's a birthing season upon your life. And then things that you let go of eight, nine years ago, I feel like the Lord is saying, I'm bringing them back. I'm restoring. I am a redeemer of age. I'm a redeemer of times. I'm a redeemer of seasons. And I hear the Father just releasing right now a redeeming of the times. And the Lord says, the years, the locusts have eaten. I'm not just going to restore to you sevenfold, but I feel like there's this, this monumental restoration that the Lord is going to do in you. Because He's restored around you, now He's restoring in you. Wow. They call it phantom pregnancy, but I really believe what the enemies try to make a phantom in your life, the Lord is saying, I'm I'm the real deal. Them feelings them longings, them yearnings, them them drawing from the Lord. They ain't phantom, honey. They're not just feelings you think you're having. They're invitations the Lord's given you in the Spirit. And there's even things you've been afraid to talk about, even share because it's it's like, that's just weird. No, it's not weird. It's wonderful because the Lord's made you wonderful, Lee. So Father, we release that right now. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. This guy right in front of me, Blue. Remind me your name again. Mark. Mark, the Lord's marked you for such a time as this. And the Lord says it's... It's redeemable, Mark. Because he's the God of redemption. And the Lord says it's not a loss. It's a gain. And what man would count as loss, the Father's marked as gain. And I just see the Father just, he's absolving, I don't know what the fullness of that word is, but the Lord's absolving your heart right now. And he's bringing a, a depth of everything that you felt like you've, you've sacrificed, that you've preferred, you've deferred. God says, I'm preferring you now, Mark. I'm opening a way for you now, Mark. And I see you just, I see this, this thing of God says, let go and let God. Let go and let God because it's like you keep going back but the Lord's calling you forward Mark so Lord we just release that right now in Mark in Jesus name Father we thank you that Lord you're igniting in him again passion for the future not a grief of the past a passion for the future not a grief of the past a passion for the future. You can dream, buddy. You can dream. I call the dreamer out of you right now. 
In Jesus' name. David said, I would not have believed. Believe. Believe, 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 believe. Believe in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Steve, man, there's an assignment on your life right now. The giants that have tried to take you down, you're going to take down. Giants that have tried to take you down, you're going to take down. And there's five stones the Lord's putting in your hand. And I believe there are five strategic things that God's going to give to you. But I feel like the Lord is saying, It's cave time. It's cave time. You're not going into a cave. You're going to find those that are in the cave. The Lord's given you an assignment that that literally is finding the cavers. It's finding those that that have been in the cave for so long. I feel like that Obadiah anointing of coming out of the caves. And it's like that Elijah time where it's like, how many of you are there? And I feel like the Lord is going to give you this a grace and he's going to give you this empowerment to find the caves to find the caves those that have been in caves and he's given you an assignment I feel like it's a fivefold thing the Lord has given you that you'll find the, the the apostles in the cave the prophets that have been in the cave the evangelists that have been in the cave the pastors that have been in the cave the teachers that have been in the cave and the Lord's given you this grace to find the caves and you're going to call them out You're going to call them out. And it's not going to be a place of of exposure, but empowerment. And it's going to be supernatural. It's going to be like you'll have a conversation and all of a sudden the Lord will quicken your heart. And you'll be like, this person's been in a cave for 18 years. And you're going to call people out of caves. You'll be sat with business people who who have been on the platform of business, but in the cave of ministry. And the Lord's going to give you a quickening of the Spirit to identify and inspire. And so, Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, that feeling of the cave, Lord, we lift off right now in Jesus' name. Because you can't call someone out of it unless you've been in it. And we bless the grace that's on your life to find the cave dwellers, to find those that have been locked in caves. The grassrooters, the hidden ones. God has put a DNA in you, my friend, that that literally identifies and inspires the hidden ones. Don't you hear the Father say, it's like remnant. Remnant. It's the remnant reformation. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I want to pray for is someone here that's... It's either your business is on the line or it's literally you've been in conversations. And you need the hand of the Lord on your business right now. Who's that, please? You don't know what you you don't know what to do. You're at your, you're at your wit's end about it. Who's there? Is your daughter's in that position. What's her name? Bethany. Okay, just put your hand out, Father. Right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just we just pray for Bethany. Lord, we just declare the hand of the Lord is upon her right now. That every pressure would turn to purpose. That every pressure that's robbed her passion would turn to purpose right now. And Father, you would join the dots and you would join the hearts to be able to bring through and to bring forth, Lord, that which is needed in this time in Jesus' name. Wow. Thank you, Father. 
God wants to do something in you as well. What's your name? Virginia. Wow. God says, I'm turning deficiency to sufficiency. That which you've been deficient in. God's saying every part of your, your cellular system right now, from the top of your head to the sole of your feet, God says sufficiency in Jesus' name. Wow. Sufficiency. Sufficiency. Wow. Sufficiency. Every deficiency is a sufficiency right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every feeling of insufficiency becomes sufficiency right now. In Jesus' name. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Dylan, stand up, my friend. Father, thank you for Dylan. And man, your name always reminds me of Dylan Thomas, the poet. And I just hear the Father, God is releasing you right now. not into poetry, but into purpose, that your words carry purpose. And the Lord's going to use you to ignite purpose. Not just in a generation, but the Lord's matured you. It's like you've been in like the cellar of, of ministry, but the Lord's brought you to the tasting. And He wants to declare over you, Dylan, taste and see that I'm good. Taste and see. And why? Because the Lord's called you to be salt and He's called you to be light. And God's going to give you this strategic, supernatural advantage because He's fashioned and forged something in you that is beautifully poetic. And it's the poetry of His presence. And He's going to give you this incredible download I want to declare over your life right now. It's not about notes. It's not about having a message. It's about being the message. And I just release on you right now the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That the word would become living and breathing and sharper than any two-edged sword in your life. That the Holy Spirit, as the Bible say, will bring to remembrance everything you learned. Father, right now, we just declare a supernatural activation of everything He's learned, everything He's been imparted. And Lord, we declare an outflowing and an outworking of that upon His life in Jesus' name. Wow. Father, we release supernatural inheritance for a generation in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name wow thank you father thank you father everyone put your hands on your hearts right now I want to declare this I've got to be so careful because this is, this is so contentious and, and political. But It's okay, Justin, I'll leave with it later. <laughs> this isn't a season for a voice. This is a season for the voice. And the Lord's releasing a voice that cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And the next 18 to 24 months, there are going to be strategic voices. Not in the the highways and the byways, but in, this, in the deserts and in the unknowns that are literally going to raise the voice of the one who cries, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. 
time, you will see tents and you will see transformational places and spaces being established like tabernacles all over this nation, but not in cities. They will release the word of the Lord, the worship of our God, and release the voice. In the next 18 to 24 months, It'd be like an epicenter. And God is releasing forerunners in this season. But I hear the Lord say, it's not just forerunners, but it's forehearers. Those that are hearing the sound, those that are hearing the beckoning. And it's going to posture and position a nation not for a voice, but the voice. And it's going to unlock communities. Because First Nations people don't need politics, they need presence. They don't need a voice, they need their voice. And Father, right now in Jesus' name, Father, we ask you to raise up the John the Baptist. Lord, we ask you to raise up the Elijahs. We ask you to raise up the spirit of Elijah. Father, the spirit of Elijah in the, in the deserts, the spirit of Elijah in the high places, the spirit of Elijah. Father God, where false prophets and, and contentious things are, we ask you to raise up, Father God, the spirit of Elijah to bring the voice of the one who cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. And Lord, as you do, Father, I thank you that there's going to be, I'm telling you, friends, uh, 2025 to 27, there is going to be an Aboriginal prophet. It's like a Samuel right now. It's a Samuel time where the Lord is, is calling his name, but he thinks it's the Spirit, he thinks it's the serpent. But it's going to come to a marked encounter. And this will be his testimony. What I thought was the rainbow serpent, I found out it was the one who created the rainbow. And his name is Jesus. Lord took me into an encounter where I saw this Aboriginal boy that the Lord's raising up. And he's already speaking to him, but he thinks it's like just like Samuel. It's Eli. No, it's not Eli. It's not the priest. It's the presence. Father, we, we bless the voice. We bless the voice of the one who cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Father, thank you that what you're releasing, Lord, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen and amen. God bless you guys and thank you for listening.